los Nazarenos. Bienvenidos a los Nazarenos. You have such a beautiful voice. If I were to try to do something, Viva like, Cristo like... Rey. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> con soy corazón. Con el corazón. Bienvenidos un día más, un evento más con los Nazarenos, con el inteligente, el guapísimo. Justin. <laughs> con and queso corazón. Con queso y con crema. <laughs> and then it's your boy K-Money, which is funny because Janet today was telling me, you know what K-Money means in Spanish? I was like, oh. how would you, how you would say K-Money in Spanish? Like something dinero? It's, yeah, like, but she was just like, que dinero. So like, ca, what's money? Just like, yeah, what money? <laughs> so it's like, it's like, in, like in hey, Spanish. Hey, it's the dinero. opposite. Yeah. Que que dinero. Yeah. <laughs> what money, boy? You got no money. You broke. <laughs> Excellent. All right. I love it. Well, uh, we're back. This is this is the season finale of Los Nazarenos. This um, is it, man. Last episode. Yep. Number 10 for season three um so yeah i hope you guys have enjoyed season three we had some awesome guests we had mm -hmm. some theologians we had some passionate women and some liberationists so we oh, yeah we, we ran the gambit this season we did we made sure we were open to all literally all are welcome <laughs> so we yes. thought for our last um episode of season three we would do a countdown of our top five favorite bible stories um yeah just kind of break them down share some of the stuff um that's pers that we personally love from the bible with all of y'all so um so uh uh que dinero you want to see sí, senor you want to um, you want to kick us yeah, off yeah <laughs> i think uh for sure dude like in our format today is going to be super cool because I'm going to do my Bible study, uh, my Bible studies, my Bible stories in Spanish from uh, using La Biblia Latin America. So if you're, if you're Spanish speaking, um, I know you can't see it because it's a podcast and not a video. I don't know why you showed the camera. Hey, it's but the one is, that's, it's the one that's it, at every conference. <laughs> every conference and every, every house too. Like they, they either have like the super tiny one. Uh, with the gold lettering, or you have the letra grande, which is what I have because I'm getting old and my <laughs> eyes are hurting. So the first story uh, that I'm going to be reading comes from uh, the Gospel of Mark, and it's chapter 3. I'm just going to read verses 9 through 12. Entonces, mi primera historia va a ser del este, Evangelio de San Marcos, capítulo 3, versículos 9 a 12, y dice... Jesús mandó a sus discípulos que tuvieran lista una barca para que toda aquella gente no lo atorpezaran. Pues al verlo sanar a tantos, todas las personas que sufrían de algún mal se le echaban encima para tocarlo, incluso los espíritus malos. Apenas lo veían, se arrojaban a sus pies y gritaban, Tú eres el Hijo de Dios. Pero él no quería que le, le dieran a conocer y los hacía callar. 
so this this is a super cool story for me because actually this becomes the very first paper that I write in uh, our uh, in our master's program. So I remember nice. and uh, like going into one of uh, Garrett's uh, Father Garrett's class, Doctor Garrett's class, Father Garrett's class, <laughs> and so he's um, he's talking about like this like secret, and of course, like see, I'm like secrets. I love mm-hmm. secrets. Like tell me more about this, you know. And so he, uh, he he starts talking about how in the Gospel of Mark, there's what some like uh, theologians or some scholars like to uh, mention as like the messianic secret, oh, yeah. where it's like Jesus is just like, hey, like don't reveal my identity right now. It's not the time. Like, uh, you know, it's kind of like, and at, at times even just thinking about it now, it, like I think about like the, the Gospel, like uh, where Mary tells like uh, in the wedding of Cana, where it's like, hey, like do this. And Jesus is like, it's not my time. You know, it's, I'm not ready. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, yes, it there. is, boy. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's exactly right. And so in this one, it's kind of like the same thing where it's just like, he doesn't want his identity to be like revealed just yet. It's like, these mm-hmm. people aren't ready. And I think like this small little passage like tells us why he believes people weren't ready just yet to know who he was. And it tells us like, people were like seeing like he had told his disciples go get a, a boat ready so we can dip out we got to get out of here <laughs> all these people are showing up and like in his mind so they're showing up for the wrong reason and it makes yeah. sense you know they just wanted to be healed they didn't care why who when they didn't care any of that stuff they were just it was a very a very um i guess it's like it was like a very like individualistic reason like i want to feel better i want my mm-hmm. family members to feel better and so this guy is providing a quick solution. Uh, so I'm going to go and just throw myself at him or just touch him or whatever the case may be. And so it says like uh, people were throwing themselves at them. And so Jesus told his disciples, go get a boat ready. We're going to leave. And it, later on, it says like even the evil spirits, even like these demons or these bad spirits would throw themselves at, at his feet and, and like, yeah, like you're the son of God. Like, that's who you are. That's, this is your identity. And he would just look at them like, boy, you best be quiet. You can't <laughs> be talking. Listen. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly right. You know, so he was just like, you know, he told them that so that they wouldn't necessarily like um, put himself out there. And I, I, I like this story, first of all, again, because it was like the first paper that I ever wrote, but also because it was just this idea that, um, you know, like we, like God was just like, Jesus was like, not ready. People aren't ready yet. I need to work mm-hmm. a lot more. I need to work this soil a lot more before I start even like doing anything else, you know? And it kind of really translates over to like, to the way that I do things too. It's just like, I don't, I don't want you to know, like, even in teaching, like, I don't want you to, to know this. Like, let's build our relationship first so that we yeah. can really grow together, you know? And I think that's, that's super awesome. Yeah, I, Messianic Secret is one of my favorite um, literary tropes within the uh, Gospel of Mark. It's what makes yeah. the Gospel of Mark my second favorite gospel. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, one one thing I, when I have um, done Bible studies and this come up and like because it's it's not the only place it's like they come down mm-hmm. after the transfiguration and jesus right. tells peter james and john, i was like no, don't tell yeah. anybody what you saw yeah. <laughs> um, and 
And so what I always kind of ask people to reflect on is like their the false expectations of the Messiah. Because like eventually it gets to a point where like and I can't remember if this explicitly happens in Mark's gospel, but the just the whole like who do you say I am? And Peter's like, mm-hmm. You're the Christ, you're the living son of God. And um and then he, and Jesus is like, Yep, and now I've gotta go die. Yeah. And then it's like, like no, job. no, you can't. Yeah. And then it's like, you're the Messiah. You can't go die. You have to lead us into battle to kick the Romans right. out of this yeah. land. And so I would I often say, like, what are your false expectations of the Messiah? Mm. What are you putting on to Jesus that actually isn't there? And right. Because it goes it goes all the way up until Pentecost. The like they mm. don't get it. It's like before the ascension, like Jesus died and rose from the dead, and they still don't understand. <laughs> and it's like, right. yeah, before the ascension, they're still like, so are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel now? And it's yeah. like, I'm out of here. I'm going back <laughs> to heaven. Screw you guys. <laughs> that, that's not that's so true. <laughs> yeah, that's not actually in the Bible, but like the, nah. the, the screw you guys part isn't, but yeah. the rest of it is. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I like always, I love the messianic secret and just thinking to ourselves, like, what do we put on to Jesus? Like, what are the expectations that we have of Jesus that are not accurate, that are false, just like the apostles had and like the Sanhedrin and the scribes, they all had a false expectation of who the Messiah would be. That's true. And yeah, I think that's why I like it as well. It's just, and I, I've never even thought about it that way. And, and you're right. Like there are at times like things and we'll see that. And with one of the other, you know, uh, stories that I pick where she's like, yeah, I don't think that's, <laughs> that's we missed the mark about. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what'd so, you, how'd you do on that paper? Uh, I got a B. That's all right. All right. <laughs> Good all right. job, Kerwin. I think I turned it in twice and got a B. Because I turned it in early. Oh, you did? Yeah. That was, uh, what was, okay, this is a lesson that from my first paper for Father Garrett that Mm -hmm. stuck with me for a long time because I thought I was hot shit (laughs) coming into the program. It was like, I know my stuff. I'm already (laughs) a theologian. And then I... And so I come in there and I'm like, oh, I'm going to write this super sophisticated paper about suffering and Christian perspectives on suffering. Uh-huh. And, and I wrote the, I wrote something in there. And then like in the margin, Father Garrett like underlines it. And he's like, then why do I hear the exact opposite in pastoral counseling every week? And it's just like, damn, like... <laughs> put me in my place like yeah um theology is awesome and great but nothing beats uh real world experiences exactly right uh pope francis says this a lot Mm -hmm. he says like um reality is uh more important than ideas yeah I like that. That's yeah, true. And we see that as well in a lot of his documents, right? Like, mm-hmm. how can we, like, these are cool. How are we going to push them forward? How are we going to make them real? 
What's your story? Which All one's right. your number five? Coming in at number five. Um, so I actually had like five things written down for number five. Mm-hmm. And then I was going through to get all my bookmarks out of my Bible to move them around for tonight. Yeah. And then where one of my bookmarks was like, nope, no, that one's going in. Like <laughs> so out of, I had to whittle down from six to get just my number five. Um, so this is um, the book of wisdom, chapter 11 uh, verses 22 to 12. Um, so I'll go ahead and read it in non-beautiful English. So, <laughs> again, Wisdom eleven twenty-two. Indeed, before you, the whole universe is like a grain from a balance or a drop of morning dew come down upon the earth. But you have mercy on all because you can do all things and you overlook sins for the sake of repentance. For you love all things that are and loathe nothing that you have made. For you would not fashion what you hate. How could a thing remain unless you willed it or be preserved had it not been called forth by you? But you spare all things because they are yours, O ruler and lover of souls. For your imperishable spirit is in all things. Um, there, there's going to be a running theme through probably all of my. Oh, <laughs> my really? I love so. it. It's uh, oh, God. It, this is one of those passages that just leaves me speechless. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just like every single verse, the entire universe is like a grain from a balance before you, like. And of course, it's talking about the universe compared to God. And then, like, I I don't know, I think um, too often we get bogged down with, like, judgmental God who's going to throw us into hell. So, therefore, we must do all things perfectly so we can get to heaven. And and all the people who are not like us are going to hell. But this passage doesn't tell us that. It's like... Like you have mercy on all things. You overlook sins for the sake of repentance. I mean, requires action on our part. But I think it even goes bigger than that. You love all things. You love all things. Like yeah. God cannot hate. There's it's impossible for God to hate. Um, you and it says that you loathe nothing, you would mm-hmm. not fashion what you hate. Um and then how could a thing remain unless you willed it? Like if That's God, what gets me. Yeah. If God doesn't love you and doesn't sustain you in love, then you don't exist. Big fat period. Like, yeah. Like if God, if, ah, yeah, if God stops loving you, you're, yeah, cease to exist. Um, you spare all things because they are yours. Like more of this, like no matter what, you're mine. I love you mm-hmm. because we are, because we belong to, to God. And it doesn't just say people, it says all things. Mm-hmm. You spare all things. And, oh, ruler and lover of souls. 
for your imperishable spirit is in all things. This is why this is. I think this is why I'm called to be a deacon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so get up I love and it. start preaching. Yeah, um, your imperishable spirit is in all things. Like, ah, I, I know we may, we've we've had our episodes on like Franciscan beauty and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That you don't even need there any it of the is. theology. It's right there in the Bible. Yeah, like your imperishable spirit is in all things and then that's i mean like it really just allows us to to grow on that right and so it's just like we're constantly reminded that we're made in god's image right Mm -hmm. and so this just really cements that notion like you're you're being your imperishable being like we're always with that that notion of love that you were saying it's in us Mm -hmm. it really is in us this is that <laughs> Yo, dropping in that foreign language. I like <laughs> that business. <laughs> that business. Yeah. So I, I mean, this this passage just leaves me speechless. Just like I don't know. So yeah, just just take this one, store it in your back pocket. Wisdom oh, yeah. eleven twenty two to twelve one. Like oh, me gusta. It's too good. It's too good. I mean, gusta mucho. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. So, okay. Sure. I mean, I don't know that there's much more to say about that one because it's just so it's it explains itself. I think. It's, oh, for sure, one hundred percent. I think I I I love that about the Old Testament too. Like there's, where it's like you know there there's definitely scripture that that is left for interpretation, but there it's pretty clear of like you know, his love is there. Mm-hmm. all the time and how how big he is I, I like that like a grain in the scale of things you know it's just like yeah. what <laughs> like when you think about that you're just like <laughs> this guy's huge yeah. so much <laughs> <laughs> nice all right what's uh moving on to number four moving on countdown to numero cuatro the, the la biblia greatest hits <laughs> according to que dinero <laughs> <laughs> um so <laughs> coming in number four uh for me is going to be um a letter of saint paul to the corinthians so uh during 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 uh this whole time like i uh i would identify a lot with the corinthians as, uh, so th- I, I guess i do have a theme also during these uh in these uh, passages, which is like all of them were highlighted even more or brought forth even more within like school, you know? Mm. And so uh, for me, this one here, um, the way that Dr. Constantino would talk about the Corinthians, they would almost seem like a Las Vegas type of city, oh, you yeah. know? That, <laughs> like, from, that's where you're from. <laughs> and that's exactly <laughs> where I grew up. <laughs> so it was great to see that even in Las Vegas, you know, even in this time, uh, the Corinthians, which were the, the last, uh, the people of Las Vegas, they, um, you know, St. Paul still decided that they were, you know, people worth saving. Yeah, and so I've, he went. I've been to that parish on the strip. Hey, oh, yeah. Have you? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. The, oh, have you been to the cathedral that's on there? I don't that's think so. there on the strip. It was you a know, little There's one. another parish on there. There's there's one. Um, I think the uh, the Holy Shriner Redeemer or the Shriner of the Redeemer or something like that. 
but yeah, but I just yeah. remember Jesus didn't have a beard or something in the depiction. Yeah, 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 that one. <laughs> and so, okay. um, so tangent. So this one here is it tangents over, but this one here was uh, from his first letter of the Corinthians. So if you don't know much about about Paul's writing, it's kind of like. He goes, he builds a little a little community, he grows it out, and then he leaves, right? And so then, of course, people will have questions, as like you do. And so what they do, these letters are like, um, the format follows like a greeting, and then like salutations, and there's, there's an official format that I can't remember right now. <laughs> but it's like, they ask questions, his community asks questions, and so he answers this question, right? So the question here is asking, like should we be should we marry right it's it's about like should we be married or should we just be single for the rest of our lives like what's what's the better way what's the holier way st paul uh and so of course like you think about that and you're like uh, like that's a very interesting like thing to worry about <laughs> but nonetheless he answers it uh in chapter in chapter seven in his first letter of the corinthians and it says this Ustedes me han escrito sobre varios puntos. Es algo excelente que un hombre no toque mujer alguna, pero no ignoren las exigencias del sexo. Por eso, que cada hombre tenga su esposa y cada mujer su marido. El marido cumpla con sus deberes de esposo y lo mismo la esposa. La esposa no dispone de su cuerpo, sino el marido. Igualmente, el marido no dispone de su cuerpo, sino la esposa. No se nieguen ese derecho el uno al otro. Y no ser que lo que digan juntos y por cierto tiempo, con el fin de dedicarse más a la oración, después vuelvan a estar juntos. No sea que caigan en las tampas de Satanás por no saber dominar. Lo que les digo es a modo de consejo. No estoy dando órdenes. Me gustaría que todos fueran como yo, pero cada uno recibe a Dios su propia gracia. Unos de una manera y otros de otra. So here, like, it's, it's first of all, he's just like, he's telling them, look, if you guys are married, cool. Like, do what you need to do. You know, like, you, like, husband wife you have your duties fulfill your duties right and he also says like but also like don't just like spend your whole day like in lust you know <laughs> like yeah, you yeah. gotta go go do your other stuff too but don't <laughs> like just like it's because it, i guess like you know like he was just like hey like i understand that you want to be holy but like if you're married and you're holding back on like doing your duties as a husband or as a wife because you're like following christ it's like you're you're not necessarily fulfilling your duties, right? And so just just do it. It's okay. It's not bad. He wraps it up by saying, I, I, and I like this also. It's like I tell you this as like I'm just giving you some advice. Like I'm not giving you orders here, you know. And I like <laughs> that. It's like like don't take this like too seriously. Like this is not like like the end all be all. He's like. I would love for everybody to be like me, but we all receive God in different ways. Mm -hmm. And that's totally cool. And so I think I really like that, uh, that, that whole message from St. Paul to his people. It's like, first of all, Corinthians are worried about like crazy things, like whether they should have sex or not, right. With their wife, you know, with their spouse. Uh, and then secondly, he's just like, here's, 
some advice, I guess. Like, <laughs> I hope it serves you well. Also, you don't have to listen to me on this point. Like, I'm not, you know, the know-it-all. Yeah. I, I, I like the, in the middle of it, how it's, it's kind of, I think sometimes Paul gets her bad rap for being sexist. Um, mm. But there's a, in the middle of here, there's like a very egalitarian. It's like, it's like, it's like wives, like do the, do the stuff for your husbands, husbands, yeah. do the stuff for your wives. Or, or for anything. Sure. It's like you, you, <laughs> wives, you don't have authority over your own bodies. And it's right. what are you talking about, Paul? That, what do you like, mean? And then husbands, you don't have authority over your own bodies either. <laughs> it belongs to your wife. <laughs> That's right. I do like that. You're right. That is a nice little thing where it's just like, hey, we're both working yeah. with one another. Yeah. So, you know? um, I, I, so I was, uh, on, on the bird app. And, oh, nice. Wait, is that uh, for like the, 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 the scooters? No, no, no. The, uh, Twitter. <laughs> oh, tweet, tweet. Look at this guy. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> um, so we, so Twitter has this thing where you like people start conversations and then you can like jump into them. Uh -huh. Um, like a live conversation, not just a typed one. And so oh, I was nice. like, this one looks interesting. And then like I went in there and I was like, and this guy is like, Well, I believe that celibacy is the highest state. And I was like, Homeboy, what the hell are you talking about? And he's <laughs> like, that, because that's what St. Paul says. I'm like, Oh, first of all oh my goodness now now we just read the passage that says yeah. no dinero and then uh yeah the no bueno. uh, and then but there's also like a context to paul when he's writing this for sure because a lot of them thought like jesus was coming back tomorrow right they're just like any any time now he's coming back and and that's part of like what paul's getting at at the bottom here towards the end yeah yeah because it's like it's like if you're married keep it that way jesus yeah. coming back tomorrow <laughs> yeah yeah if you're not married keep it that way jesus right. coming back tomorrow but if you gotta if you gotta get yeah. it on you better be married before you get it on <laughs> that's right <laughs> and um because Jesus coming back tomorrow, um, yeah. but Jesus Bring didn't. Bring good China, Jesus coming. <laughs> yeah, but Jesus didn't come back tomorrow. So, like, right? There's a context that we need to read Paul in often, and so like always have that in the back of your mind with the early letters of Paul, where it's it's like remember Paul thinks Jesus is coming back really soon, right. but then in the later ones it. Um, changes to jesus isn't coming back like paul i think after a while paul was like uh it's been a while and he's still <laughs> not here yeah so oh man <laughs> but yeah this, any okay especially okay especially for catholics the the priests are not better than you if you're a lay person oh, yeah. your father is not better than you if no. you're a priest and you think you're better than your parishioners or lay yeah. people, mm -hmm. uh, turn off our podcasts. Uh, yeah. 
and go back to seminary because whoever taught you didn't know ecclesiology. So, oh my goodness, I I saw that on this week, and now that you brought it up, it's just like, um, you know, they, you know, the priest processes in, and like, you know, you they have the crucifix, they have the the word, the you know the the lectionary, and that's not the lectionary; it's the word of God, where all the gospels are, mm-hmm. right? And so they're they're walking in. And I, I see like, you know, like, and again, like these might, this might be like what they were taught. So the older ladies, but they'll wait for the priest to walk by and then they'll start following everything else. And just like, no, like God just walked by the word of God just walked yeah. by. You don't, want, you don't want to follow that. You don't want to follow. No, you want to follow this guy with the shiny mm-hmm. tunic. Okay. Oh, that's cool. I, I saw some ladies genuflect when oh. the priest walked by and i was just like that and they had, the, they had the biggest smiles on their faces god bless them but yeah, yeah. Bad catechesis. yeah right exactly right it's how they were taught and yeah. they're only just doing what they were taught yeah so that's why we're here to help you guys out yeah that good that good ecclesiology that good good so yeah lesson lesson of the story being married is just as good as being a priest. Mm-hmm. We got exactly right. We got different jobs. All right. Numero cuatro. Numero cuatro. Okay, so my number four is Exodus chapter three, eleven to fourteen. You um, can even back it up. So this is. Uh, Moses and the burning bush. I think we've done we did a dramatic reading of this uh in season yes. two. And so if you want to go back and I think it's the episode The Name of God for a real good analysis on this. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so chapter three, eleven to fourteen. Um, but Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you. And this is will be your sign that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will serve God on this mountain. But, said Moses to God, if I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What do I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Then he added, this is what you will tell the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. I am a second to you. I am smelling like a rose. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Yes. This so, is oh my goodness. Yeah. Are you are you now like, why isn't this in my top? <laughs> yeah. No, just like um uh, I figured you were I I was like one of us has to do this one because it's just I don't know, like this one and then like the other one that I'm going to do next and stuff like that are both like stories that I just grew up like hearing, you know, yeah. and it's just like they're phenomenal. They're awesome. They're like a great way of like also just understanding that like sometimes, you know, like the answers that we get aren't not necessarily like the answers that mm-hmm. we're looking for, but the, the answers that we need, you know? Yeah. And so, oh, yeah, I. Uh, so this is my one of my favorites because I think in revealing this 
I am who am. God, like, reveals a lot about God's self. Mm-hmm. Um, most, I would think, often would be like, I am. What is the, what is he talking about? But, like, we get the divine name, like, Yahweh comes from this. and Right. I just thought, like, it's, I am. It, it's kind of like the connecting to that last one from Wisdom. It's like your spirit is in all things. And it's just like God saying, I'm everything. I'm everywhere. I I am existence itself. It's just like I am, period. And that's like, I know I say this all the time, but it's like if you want to have a wild night in prayer, just pray on these words. God is. Like, yeah. It's limitless 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 knowability that's yeah so but that it's another one of those uh really big we could talk about it for hours and hours and hours and hours i just yeah i love the fact that First of all, like he decided to be a burning bush, <laughs> you know, it's just like out of all the things he could have been, you know, it's just like this lowly little bush. And I, I love it just because growing up in Vegas, there was a lot of these, you know, just like bushes ever, just like with no leaves, nothing. And just like, <laughs> oh, look, that's God. <laughs> if it was burning. <laughs> Slide on fire like that meme I sent you last week. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Dude, I was rolling. I showed that to Danny. She thought it was hilarious. <laughs> After I explained it to her. <laughs> All righty. Should we uh, move on to... Chris? Yes. Historia numero tres. Viene de el libro de jueces. And so, one of... I was... I, was, I did uh, an audio listening of, like, somebody reading the book of Judges. And I, I liked it because, like, it was just, like, God was sending all of these people to fix problems, you know, with, like, <laughs> special abilities, you know? So kind of like, like, the book of Judges could be seen as, like, a comic book because he's sending people mm-hmm. with superpowers, you know, to fix all of the problems. And then for some reason, people would be like, yay, we're saved. And then, like, a few years would go by and they're like, back at it again yep. with like a different problem you know <laughs> and so um so finally he's just like stop no more super people i'm gonna send you prophets and so then that's why the prophets show up later but one of the judges that i really like um is samson right and so he's that, like that hair <laughs> um luscious locks <laughs> he's got a nice beard like my boy justin too <laughs> <laughs> So it's going to be Jueces capítulo 14, versículo 8 al 12. Bajó y habló con la mujer, la cual por fin le gustó. Algún tiempo después volvió para tomarla y dio un rodeo para ver el cadáver del león. Se encontró con él. En el cadáver del león había un enjambre de abejas con miel. Sansón recogió la miel con sus manos y se la comió mientras caminaba. Al llegar donde sus padres, 
les dio miel y caminaron de ella. Pero no les dijo que la había sacado del calabre del león. Después el padre y Sansón bajaron donde estaba la mujer y Sansón ofreció un banquete, pues así suelen hacerlo los jóvenes. And so, um, this story, like, the story of, I like this one here just because it was, it was talking about, like, what it kind of ties in with the previous one, like, courtship and all that. But the, uh, the whole, like, story of Samson, like, goes a couple of chapters, and I'm not going to read all three chapters. Mm -hmm. But one of the reasons that I like this story, the story of Samson, which is, like, Judges 13 all the way up to 17. Yeah. So yes, uh, 13, 14, 15, and 16. It's because it's one of those stories that my grandma would always tell me growing up. Mm. So it was just like, you know, like I, I, I like hearing the story about this guy that was born, you know, he, was, he followed a certain like regiment, right? He was a Nazarene. So like he had to follow certain things. He was supposed to eat only certain things, do certain things with his hair. And so like that whole regiment to me, like sounded like really appealing. I, he ends up growing up to be this strong guy, right? That has like, he gets his strength from his hair and then he gets betrayed by a, like a love, like um, by Delilah, right? Yeah. And so at the Philistine end, he's broad. like, Philistine broad, exactly <laughs> right. You know, and she was tricky too. She was like, you know, tell me what your source of your power is. And also like, nah, I'm like, Sansa, come on, my dude. Like <laughs> you told her like, you told her a couple of times what like things were not and those things disappeared you don't like this that's not suspicious <laughs> to you my brother <laughs> like these this is what we're talking about when we talk about red flags you know <laughs> this, this is flags. the girl that uh kanye was talking about in gold digger exactly right dude that's right and so then um i like that at the end he was able to kind of like you know he got his hair bag redeemed and like it was all like the whole story in it by itself So, I like it. I, I think there's a lot of drama in it. And that's something mm -hmm. that really appealed to me also. Okay. So we got to talk about how it ends. And like the G, the, just, just the gangsta move that Samson oh, yeah. does. Like, it, it is like at the, by the end, his eyes are gouged out or something mm -hmm. gnarly. Yeah. Like he's surrounded by the Philistines and he's like, God, just give me enough power to kill my enemies. And then he like pulls the, the yeah, columns so, down. Yeah. So he's being tied up. He's, he's like, he's chained up to columns. People are like poking and making fun of him. He's beaten up. Like, He's not invulnerable anymore, right? So he's very vulnerable because he's lost his hair. And so he just yells out the top of his lungs, just like you said. You know, it's like, give me the strength. And he just collapses. Like, he's just like, Roof! and he just <laughs> collapses. Everything comes down. Everything just comes down. And he's like, cool. It's yeah, all I wanted. Yeah, he's like, I don't, I'll, he's like, I don't care if I die. My enemies are going with me. Right, exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> straight up G. Yeah, gangster move there. All right, Sasha, what is my number three? What's your number three? Okay, so if if you haven't catched on, caught on to my theme, this is going to solidify my theme of like, <laughs> and, and I think that these are like. 
these passages like are what mm-hmm. illuminate like God and Christ for me and like what makes what makes it uh yeah these are like some of the most special passages to me mm-hmm. um, they inform how I think about God let's put it that way all right nice. so this is a uh, Proverbs 8 uh 22 to 31 so it says the Lord begot me the beginning of his works the forerunner of his deeds of long ago from of old I was formed at the first before the earth when there was no deeps I was brought forth when there were no fountains or springs of water before the mountains were settled into place before the hills I was brought forth when the earth and the fields were not yet made nor the first clods of the world. When he established the heavens, there was I. When he marked out the vault over the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he fixed fast the springs of the deep, when he set for the sea its limits so that the waters should not transgress his command, when he fixed the fountain foundations of the earth, then was I beside him as artisan. I was his delight day by day, playing before him all the while, playing over the whole of his earth, having my delight with human beings. Yep, 31. Okay. Okay. Justin, you, you bring it in the heavy hitters, dude. <laughs> you bring it in the bangers, okay? Like, if this was this is a concert of beautiful things, and you use every single one. <laughs> I can't. Oof. So the, yeah, so this is, uh, it's talking about wisdom and, but who is wisdom? Mm -hmm. Like wisdom is part of God. Wisdom, we could say is the second person of the Trinity. Wisdom Mm -hmm. is Christ. Christ becomes Jesus. Jesus is wisdom. This passage is talking about that part of God from the Trinity that became human being. Like, this is who that is. Um, And it kind of gets at that, like, everything is made through Christ. And so you can't have this here, like, um, in verse... 30 when the when he fixed the foundations of the earth then was i beside him as artisan just like christ is like the artist or it's like or i don't know this just came to my head like christ is the paintbrush that god paints creation with i love that so yeah it's awesome and i think you're right like just the way that you phrased it right now really like using those glasses right that point of view like it makes sense why jesus christ was the way that he was even like i'm thinking about like um it wasn't this last gospel but i think it was the one before this week where it's like while his parents leave him right after like they're they're both going in the caravan they're like mm-hmm. where's jesus <laughs> like i thought he was with you like yeah. no and so they go look for him and he's like he's in, in like in the temple right and he's just like mm-hmm. being wise and preaching and you look at like the way that he's like 
in all of his narratives and from the gospel, like he's a wise individual, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not like, ah, that's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. I love it. This is, yeah. This is why it's in my top five. It's like, yeah, for sure. Dude. Talking about wisdom. It's just like, and I love how it's like verse after verse. It's like, I was before everything. Like there yeah. wasn't anything that came before me. Like, um, Yes, it's the Lord begot me, the beginning of his works. Like and that and that even comes back to the creed, like when it talks about <laughs> Christ begotten, not made. Yeah. Like the Lord begot me, the beginning of his works. The forerunner of his deeds of long ago. Yeah. yeah. This is why I say there wow. should be a cycle D for the lectionary because there's oh one hundred percent, my dude. So I can much. see that now there's for so sure. Much. Like oh, this yeah. is not the, that wisdom passage though is um, in what we just got out of cycle B. We're in yeah. cycle C now. Yeah, that wisdom yes. passage is in cycle B, or maybe it is in A. I don't know. I've lost track of time the past two years. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, it's what happens when you when we're stuck in our house, you know. So uh, yeah, so that's my number three, Proverbs eight twenty two to thirty one, the discourse nice. of wisdom. Oof, love it. It even has a beautiful title, the discourse of wisdom. Yes, wow. Sir. Uh, my number two comes from the book of Genesis. <laughs> Not to be confused with Hennessy, no sponsorship here. Uh, From the Book of Guinness? From Book of Guinness, world record. And so it's uh, chapter 32, and it's going to be verses uh, 23 to uh, 30. So um, this here is a story all about how my life got switched, turned upside down. And it was mm. how Jacob, like, really wrestled with a lot of his, like, there's just, like, it's, so, it's just about, like, you know, like, what's going on. Jacob is, like, this important character who stole, like, the blessing. And then mm. he was just, like, after <laughs> he, after he stole it, he was, like, oh, man, I did something super bad. I'm going to dip out and never mm. come back. And so now he's on his, now he's, coming he's on back. his way back. <laughs> yeah, he's coming back. Big surprise. He's got to go uh, meet but his he brother. Feels, yeah, but he feels ashamed. He feels bad. He feels like there's this sense of like, like regret inside of his tummy. And so like, this is, I guess, one of the ways that he um, finds a way to like, confront, like not confront, but like see his brother once again after his deed. And so and this is what it says. Uh, este es el libro de Génesis, capítulo 32, versículo 23. Aquella misma noche, Jacobo se levantó, tomó a sus dos esposas, a sus doce sirvientas. Dos spouses. <laughs> Look, that's what I said, too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're trying to make it happen. God said as many. Your descendants Eleven would be as many children. As... <laughs> as as bountiful as the stars in the sky. You can't do that with one wife, I guess. <laughs> y los hizo cruzar al vado del Yabok. A todos los hizo pasar al otro lado del torrente. Y también hizo pasar todos los que traía con él. Y Jacobo se quedó solo. 
Entonces alguien luchó con él hasta el amanecer. Este viendo que no lo podría vencer, tocó a Jacob en el ingle y se dislocó la, la cadera de Jacob mientras luchaba con él. El otro le dijo, déjame ir, pues ya está amaneciendo. Y él le contestó, no te dejaré marchar hasta que no me des tu bendición. El otro, pues, le preguntó, ¿cómo te llamas? Él respondió, Jacob. Y el otro le dijo, en adelante ya no te llamarás Jacob, sino Israel, y serás fuerza de Dios. Porque has luchado con Dios y con los hombres y has salido vencedor. So then that's, that's, that's my beautiful passage right there, where it's like, I, at, at times, you know, I, when I think about this and I, you know, we talked about this in the last podcast too, which is like, the reason that I like this Bible passage is because it, it, it like, it lets you think that like, you know, you have to wrestle with your faith sometimes. Like it's not going to be easy. There are going to be things that you've done in your past that are bad and <clears throat> if you really want to change, if you really want to be this better person they're going to surface they're going to come up and you have to wrestle with them you you're, you're not going to you you might not be happy with it it might not yield the result that you want and stuff but it's something that you have to work through you know in this case you know it ended up working out with with for jacob he ended up like wrestling he defeated he asked for a blessing he was given a blessing he was known as You know, he's like, you're no longer going to be known as Jacob. You're now known as, as, mm -hmm. as Israel, right? The force of God, right? The strength of God, I think. Force and strength, yeah. You know, is that what it says on your on your version too? Strength, mm -hmm. or is it? I would need no, to check. Yeah, no. So I think it's force of strength, yeah. The strength of God, because you, uh, it says because you've wrestled with God and, uh, and, with, uh, and with men, and you have come out victorious. But, you know, it's, it's, this, it's this notion that, Things aren't going to be perfect and that's okay. And you're going to have to wrestle with things. And I also like it because, you know, like I wrestled in high school. So it was like a nice little mm -hmm. way to like, for me to like have that connection. You know, it's just like I wrestled men, Jacob wrestled God. <laughs> that's did you, okay. uh, so did, did you dress up as Rey Mysterio when you, uh, I dressed, no, no masks were allowed, <laughs> but singlets were the whole rage. <laughs> okay. I, I, I got I I Ask always love I always I always love the Spanish so much better because it's it's yeah. funner because you're reading it's like it's like la lucha it's like yeah like la luchadora <laughs> jumping in the ring here <laughs> we are God, you did I agree. God's got his mask on I mean he doesn't give his name he's pretty mysterious he does it I mean, he is pretty mysterious it's it's Ray Mysterio the mysterious <laughs> king there you go that's true it all makes sense we connected it. <laughs> Ray Mysterio is, is God. And that means God is from San <laughs> Diego. You. There you go. <laughs> Where all good things stay. <laughs> But yeah, the, yeah, this is a fun... I, I really enjoy this one, too. I like how... I don't think we got to this. Um, but it's, and, and Homeboy had a limp for the rest of his life. Like he, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, he dislocated mm, his, uh, his, his hip. hip. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> And if, okay, I don't know. Uh, God comes off as kind of rude in this passage because it's just like, all right, what's your name? Jacob, nah, 
That's not your name no more. <laughs> Don't like it, big dog. <laughs> your name's Israel now. And then Jacob's like, okay, well, what's your name? Like, nah, I'm not telling you. <laughs> yeah. Which is really cool because, like, you know, like, it's just like, <laughs> literally the next chapter he gives us his name, kind yeah. of, you know? Let's, uh, I'm just looking in here. Okay, it says, for I've seen God. <laughs> Harken back to our, our episode on the Torah that it says, yeah. I have seen the face of God. So I think it's using Elohim there, not Yahweh. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a deep passage, but it's also a fun one. Um, yeah. And, and then it's also, uh, like I said in a couple, a couple episodes ago, how it's, he's just like all right cruising along go see my brother and all right yeah. we're gonna we're gonna set up camp here for the night it's like oh crap this guy's wrestling me like, okay. what is going on yeah it's just <laughs> and okay and now back to, back to our journey there's Esau across the, yeah. the <laughs> yes. river across uh, the wadi brother. yeah <laughs> all right. a quick little wrestling match before he Whew. numero dos all right so for me here we go uh this is colossians 1 15 to 22 hold on can i pick up my brain from the last four (laughs) you melted it oh with the amazing (laughs) all right it's good it's about to get worse (laughs) (laughs) oh perfect i okay uh this one comes up in the lectionary once in the the three year cycle, I think um, nice. the, these are I'm, these are the passages that need to be preached on more. Mm-hmm. When people don't know who Christ is, they they don't know who Jesus is either. Right. <laughs> Jesus is just the guy who tells um, us what to do so we can get to heaven. Wrong, 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 wrong. Come on. That, that's like, that's may, maybe like a quarter of what's going on here. So the, a lot of my, yeah, a lot of my passages bring out like the depth of who Christ is. All right. So um, Colossians 1, 15 to 22. Again, this is Paul. And actually, I think this is like a hymn because um so this might have this might predate paul and have been something that was like recited or like a creed that was recited at the early early liturgies of the church so this would have been like just a couple decades after the ascension Mm. anyways so paul says He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him were created all things in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body of the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that all things, that in all things he himself might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness was pleased to dwell, 
and through him to reconcile all things for him, making peace by the blood of his cross. Through him, whether those on earth or those in heaven. And you who once were alienated and hostile in mind because of evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his fleshly body through his death to present you holy, without blemish, and irreproachable before him. Had you not said it was like a hymn, and I'm just like, as I listened to it, I was like, this this sounds like the first, first, like, very, like, uh, drafty, like, rendition of the creed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my goodness. Like, I that's exactly what was coming to me like that i can see how this is used in liturgy yeah it's beautiful and again like some of he is the image of the invisible god mm. like when we think what does god look like god looks like god looks like yeah. jesus god looks like justin ah! Ah! Um, radiant and, and i uh yeah it's like and I say God doesn't just look like Jesus, not just mm-hmm. not just vis- in a visual sense, but in what did Jesus do sense. Yeah. Um, the firstborn of all creation. I already harped That's, on that with the Proverbs thing. Yeah. What about? I think it goes on with saying also like the firstborn of like of the death. Mm-hmm. I was just like that for me. I was just like wow. Yeah. Like that's that's beautiful, you know. Like, I, and then he defeated the one thing everybody's like really scared of, you know. Yeah. It's like, oh. well, and then he it follows up with that in all things he himself might be preeminent, like that to say like that Christ is first in all things, mm. and, uh, and the. For in him all the fullness was pleased to dwell. The fullness, like every yeah. oof, God, creation, everything in this one dude. Um, and then to follow up, because the last two verses I brought up were not part of the, the hymn, but it's just like, and like all of us who are alienated, because of our evil deeds like mm. he has reconciled us that that i like alienated what that was such a strong word mm-hmm. uh, because it's like you know I'll, there's like so much alienation happening at all times like yeah. at that time period at this time period you know but knowing that like his acts his love his compassion like brought us together you know mm-hmm. reconciled us yeah it's beautiful so yeah it's all it's all Christ all the time, no matter where you go, no matter what you're looking at, no matter who you're looking at. Yeah. That person is Christ. That's right. Like that's I almost yeah. I think Christ about when you said preeminent in them. Preeminent. What an awesome word. When you were saying that everything is in the fullness of him, <laughs> the thing that came to my mind immediately. You ever uh, uh, in the Frieza saga when it was it the Frieza saga? I think so. Oh, I have when just Goku was like doing everything. the spirit bomb. Yeah, yeah. And well, so, he did, like, he does he it in like, Frieza world. Yeah, and uh, Majin Buu. Yeah, he was just like, lend me your power. And just like, 
everything is just giving itself up to it, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's like uh, everything comes back to Dragon Ball Z, our lady of the tribe of canon. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, dude. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna work on one of those. It's just like TN with like the star rope. So good. Uh, that, that's what she's. Okay, guys. Listen, <laughs> sorry about this one, but if you go, if you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, can you just go yeah. Google um, the Immaculate Conception and the the like? One of the like most famous images from the immaculate conception is mary and she's kind of like making a triangle with her hands and like floating majestically in the air and then if you're a dragon ball z fan you know the main move of our boy tn is the tribeam cannon where he floats up in the air and puts his hands in a triangle form and beams it out blast cell into the ground yeah okay but anyway back to jesus back Um, to jesus yeah this is just another one of those ones like you can get there's so much more to jesus than just like what we've been what is popularly known to put it yeah simply like yeah so this is another one of those passages about christ so all right Shall we? We shall. Drum roll. Story number Irwin's one. Irwin's number one. Right now is, and it's funny that both of our number ones are from like um, the specific book, you know. Uh, so my number one is from the Gospel of John, chapter three, um, and this story is story of Jesus and Nicodemus or Jesus y Nicodemo. And just do it, Nike. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't if you didn't know that Nike is Greek for victory. So Nicodemus's Bang. name means victory. Victory. There it is. And he's not Entre victorious. Entre los fariseos había un personaje judío llamado Nicodemo. Este fue de noche a ver a Jesús y le dijo, Rabbi, because I don't know how to say that in Spanish. <laughs> Rabbi, sabemos que has venido de parte de Dios como maestro, porque nadie puede hacer señales milagrosas como las que tú haces, a no ser que Dios esté con él. Jesús le contestó, en verdad te digo, que nadie puede ver el reino de Dios si no hace de nuevo desde arriba. Nicodemo le dijo, ¿Cómo renacerá el hombre ya viejo? ¿Quién volverá al seno de su madre? Jesús le contestó, En verdad te digo, el que no renace del agua y del espíritu no puede entrar en el reino de Dios. Lo que hace de la carne es carne, y lo de, lo que nace del espíritu es espíritu. And so that for me, like, really, like, I'm just like, I love so much. First of all, I like it because, like, the, the, the context in which Nicodemus shows up to talk to Jesus, like, it's in the night. It's not mm-hmm. during the day. So it starts off by saying, like, through the, in the midst of the Pharisees was a Jew. 
right? And this Jew's name was Nicodemus. And so that's how it starts off. So it kind of lets you know who this person is, right? Um, person of status, person that like has something at stake here. And so he was just like, I'm going to, I believe that I'm going to talk to this Jesus character like at night when people can't see me, you know? And mm-hmm. so like his whole thing, like uh, my whole thing, it's just like, um, like uh, what I say all the time is just like, don't be afraid of the light, you know, like don't be like Nicodemus, don't be mm-hmm. Nicodemus. And so yeah, like, that's yeah. my go-to <laughs> thing. Like I'll tell my mom that she'll say something that's like, don't be like Nicodemus now, like say it like <laughs> it is, say it to the light. <laughs> um, and so I love the conversation that he has with Jesus because he's like, hey, like I know that obviously my actions right now aren't showing that like, I, I like, I'm 100% on board because I'm seeing you in the dark, but like, you know, you have to come from God. Like there's no other reason. There's no other mm-hmm. way that you're doing everything that you're doing and you're not a part of God, you know, like yeah. that's, it would be cuckoo for me to believe otherwise, you know? And so then God, you know, has Jesus, I keep on saying that Jesus has a conversation with him and it's just like, Hey, you know what? Like people need to be like reborn. Like they like, and so then he's just like, mind blown what are you talking about <laughs> how can people be reborn once they're old like that's not like you can't do that and then he you know jesus tells him like you know i'm telling you water and fire water and fire mm-hmm. we need a water and spirit we need these in order for people to be reborn and so for me this story of nicodemus really shines light to me because it's like at, i there are people that might be scared to talk about their faith or might be scared to like, you know, be out about like wanting, you know, to really love Jesus, really love God. And they're scared, you know? And so, um, you know, do what we can as people of faith to not scare them away and not push them away. That the way that we approach them, the way that we talk to them is in, in a way that like pushes them away. And they're like, you know what? Yeah, I'm not, this isn't for me. I don't want to do this. Yeah, and for that reason, I think that's my number one story. I love Nicodemus and Jesus' conversation. So I wrote one of my term papers on this pericope. So oh, nice. Yeah, I I like the end of it where uh, Jesus just starts talking and doesn't stop talking. It's like just like the serpent was raised up on the pole in the desert, so the Son of Man will also be raised up. And just, and I, just I picture Nicodemus just kind of, you know, like, okay, uh, I guess I'll leave now. Yeah, is it a look, look at the time, Jesus? Yeah, it's quarter but, past noon. Yeah, that, that's yeah. This is a cool. Sometimes confusing passage even though i wrote a term paper on it like i still have trouble grasping the the spirit of water concepts um yeah i I remember going to the religious head congress and some uh fundamentalist evangelical standing out out in front of the convention center like screaming about how everyone's going to burn in hell unless they become born again and like mm. and he kept on like quoting this passage and i had just written that paper and i was like no nope, that you got that yeah. wrong you got that wrong yeah boy. exactly so, right that's not what jesus is talking about that's not what he wants for us all righty 
Drum roll. What's your number one, Justin? What is it? All right. So mine is John chapter one. Um, I'll, I'll do one through verses one through 14. It technically is the prologue of John. It technically goes to verse 18, but hands down my favorite. I think it grabs everything in one little passage that I love and why probably why I believe and continue to believe um, what makes being a Christian make sense to me really comes mm -hmm. a lot from this passage. Um, my opinion is that if you had, if it was like you could only have one book of the Bible on a desert mm -hmm. island, it would be the Gospel of John. And if sure. you could only have one passage from the Bible, it would be the prologue of John. Mm. So anyways, this is it. <clears throat> Love it. <laughs> In the beginning was the Word. <laughs> yes. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through him. And without him, nothing came to be. What came to be through him was life. And this life was the light of the human race. The light that shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him. But the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But to those who did not accept him, he gave power to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by man's decision, but of God. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And he, we saw his glory, the glory of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. The end. <laughs> Love it. Dude, that's phenomenal. That's great. Uh, one, just one quick little thing that I want to point out that in the Spanish version, every time it, it's it, in the English version, it's referring to like him, mm -hmm. right? It's referring to like her in Spanish. So I thought that was pretty cool. Because I it, know. Is, uh, is word a feminine? Is palabra. Word, yeah. Yeah. Is that that palabra. Yeah. That's it feminine. is feminine. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I love it. I love, I love it. Yeah, dude. I was like, take, take that, Jesus. Yeah, feminine. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I was just like, this is this is so oh, cool. Man, Spanish is so much better than English. <laughs> I was just like, yo, this is this is so cool. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. Wait, I would love to like look at Italian and a bunch of other languages and see like. For sure, dude. Yeah. To see how it's translated and stuff. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. You know, well, I guess that we would have to I wonder what the Greek is, if the Greek if logos is feminine in Greek. 
and I will get back to you on that. Season four yeah, of Los well, Nantalinos. Yeah. I, I mean, sure. I have my Greek dictionary over there, but I don't want to bore you all with that. Um, oh, <laughs> I'm like, you won't bore me, but I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're yeah. talking about shit. <laughs> the but, people that listen to our podcast, we love you so much. We're, we're going to go ahead stain from torturing you. yeah while i flip through pages of a theological dictionary um yeah this is another one that's like it's it's in the same vein as all as my whole top three i feel like yeah like jesus uh christ the second person of the trinity was not he was around before mm -hmm. christmas like yeah like he was around everything came to be through him like that yeah so christ is the creator or the action that creates um or in the corinthian the colossians passage um everything holds together in him like i i, I have this image in my head that like christ is the stuff that holds the universe together and then somehow that became a human being to go yeah. figure. And and that's who we worship here. It's a this comes to the my uh, my love for the theological language around the cosmic Christ. Oh yeah, for sure. So big. I like yeah, I would say I remember like uh, Father Johannes was like um Christology class. I think we took together, right? Yeah, and yeah, so like did. he would he would he would say that there are periods of time like where it was just like sometimes it was more like of a cosmic Christ and then one of sometimes depending on like um the time in the era it was more of a like this is like a real person you know so it would swing back and forth between yeah. these two notions and yeah this 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 idea of the cosmic crisis yeah I think we it's lose beautiful it. or we we push it to like Jesus is the son of God it, it's God's son like in that yeah that does not capture enough. Right. Like, right. And coming back to this idea of like that thing from Colossians being a hymn, this one is also a hymn um, besides a couple of the verses in between, which if, and like I said, those hymns would have predated the writing of these passages. Right. So we're talking super, super early in the church. This is what mm -hmm. they believed about Jesus. Right. And we've lost that. Um, we've lost this I notion guess, of like, he's been there from the get-go, from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't just like there was God. And then like, yeah. I think I'm going to have a little baby boy. And then like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and now I've got a son. And and then there's yeah. this this bird thing. It's yeah. like, no, it's always been there like I, I feel like in earlier in the early early church and this is my hypothesis based on these hymns the early church mm -hmm. christ had very was very big very cosmic bit like mm -hmm. like worshiping this worshiping god who creates everything and that god also became a person so, right merry christmas oh um, merry christmas so that's what we're celebrating at christmas it's, it's exactly right man it's just it's, like this is this notion yeah this fullness this glue that keeps us all together like yeah. you said you know like uh became carne asada 
carne asada burrito <laughs> fries. Dude, I'm living it up right now in California, uh, too. You better believe uh, it. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, that earlier today. I was like, <laughs> I want Roberto's. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Okay, well... All right. Well, that's our top five Bible stories. That's a wrap on season three of Los Nazarenos. Um, Thank you so much for listening. If you have any suggestions of things that you want to listen to, topics that you want us to hit, maybe you want to share your Bible stories. Where can they leave all that stuff? Um, So you can follow us um, on Twitter at Nazarenos for Life. It's at Nazarenos for Life on Twitter, Instagram, Mm -hmm. and Facebook. Uh, I mean, hell, if you want to email us, it's nazarenosforlife at gmail.com. That's mm-hmm. a, that's the letter for Nazarenos. <laughs> I'm sorry, the letter. The number I, I thought it was like a joke. It, it, came, yeah. out, it came out good. <laughs> Nazarenos Cuatro Vida. <laughs> that's right. That's um, Nazarenos number four, number four life. life. So that's where you find all of our stuff. Um, leave us a review, a good one, yeah. a bad one. Um, tell us we're the worst, and uh, we'll turn the other cheek. And we will and brag about how humble we are. Me. Oh yeah! <laughs> you want a cl- oh, you want yeah. our tunic? You can have that. Yeah, too. you can have my tunic. I look better without it. Yeah. I'm not humble. I'm sort of swole. You should see us. We're beautiful, beautiful looking people. Dressed in a little bit more because he's tall and fair skin. Uh, but, I, but I got, but I got no culture. So, uh, oh man. Okay. Well, anyway, guys, it's been fun. Hope you liked season three. Go back and listen to it. This is like with with season three, we've got like thirty two episodes. There's a couple bonus ones. So, yeah. All right, guys. You got a little a little nino out there i do yeah we have uh our our nephew out here i, I just hear bible study yeah <laughs> it's like bible she's like what are you doing i was like oh like you know doing a podcast she's like what's a podcast i was like look at <laughs> i don't have time for questions right now <laughs> i got things to do right. open a jar because he, he wanted me to watch the venom movie with him and so yeah. i started it and then finished it <laughs> That's all right <laughs> well so yeah we're just gonna be blah 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 blah